Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Pastor Paul here on a Wednesday morning, January 26, 2022, at the Four Oaks Home Office. And we're so glad you've joined us for this, uh, what is what do we call this, this round, this edition of the Four Oaks Pastoral Devotionals. And so if you're new to this, um, every Monday through Friday, we take 10, 15 minutes to unpack a portion of God's Word uh, apply it to our lives, let it sort of thrust us out into the day. And because we've been preaching through the book of Romans on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks, this pastoral devotional series is running concurrently with that. And so we're taking the passage from the previous week and we're drilling down into little pieces of it that, um, we want to flash out a little bit more or apply in a little more depth than we have time on a, on a Sunday morning. And so we are in Romans chapter six and pastor Scott preached Romans six, one through, um, I think it was through 12 this past week, did a fantastic job. And the whole theme of this particular section is this idea of union with Christ, meaning that before we ever knew Christ, um, before we were even born, before, um, our ancestors were even thinking about giving birth to us, we were on God's mind and we were part of God's plan. And he had predestined us to be adopted as his children. And as such, when Jesus went to the cross, we were literally united with him in his death. And because of that, um, because our sins were actually paid for on the cross, not, not made possible to be paid for awaiting our faith, but actually paid for and accomplished, um, then, then we have an amazing sense of eternal security. Of course, faith is, is the instrument by which we receive these blessings, but the blessings were secured nonetheless on the cross. That's by virtue of us being in him, identified with, with him. And so we've been trying to draw out some of the implications for that. And so Monday, we talked about this idea that, that this is what our assurance is ultimately rooted in, right, is our union with Christ. And then yesterday... We talked about this idea that that we are the people of God because Jesus died for not just an undifferentiated mass of humanity, but in fact, he died for specific individual people. His death was very personal. We think about the passage from 1 Timothy where my friend Peter Paris uh, reminded me of this text, and I don't, I don't know why I didn't use it yesterday, just didn't, didn't just, I, I slipped, but, but where, where Paul talks about how Jesus is the savior of all men, especially of those who believe, meaning Jesus came, died um, for the world, offers himself up to the world, but his death is specifically, particularly for those who place their faith and trust in him. And so those were a couple of implications. Now today, I want to, I want to talk about something I think that is pretty practical and we're going to, Paul, Paul mentions it here, and we're going to flesh this out actually in more detail this coming Sunday um, as we finish chapter six. But I just want to kind of get us thinking about this um, as we kind of, kind of crest midweek here. Uh, maybe we're a little tired. Maybe we're, it's hump day. We're trying to get over um, kind of the blahs. We're, we're kind of right in the middle of, of life and mess and work. And Let's hear what one of these implications are, a third implication for this idea of union with Christ. And I'm going to skip down to verse, I think this is verse 12. And let me read this, um, this little section for us. 
Now, Paul's going to return to this at the end of chapter 6 in much more detail, but let me just forecast this for us. Paul says, let not, this is verse 12 of chapter 6, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make your body obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your member to God, members to God as instruments for righteousness. Now, two words I want to zero in on here is this idea of present and members. And so, first of all, Paul says that we are to present ourselves. And the word um, kind of has some features of royalty in it. When someone is presented at court, you 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 cannot go into the king's presence unannounced, right? You have to have somebody who introduces you or who presents you um, for inspection, so to speak, uh, for approval, for acceptance. And here, Paul is talking about the posture of the believer. He's saying, as those who have been died for, their sins paid for on the cross, by, by virtue of you being united with um, Christ, now you are to present yourself, okay? Um, you, are, you are to bring yourself before God. You are to, to invite his inspection of you as you seek to obey and to follow him. So that's the first word, to present. The second word, though, what, what are we to present exactly? Um, very interesting, Paul uses this word, members, and it literally means limbs. And what Paul is referring here to is that our presentation of ourselves to God is not this ethereal, abstract, amorphous sort of concept of, oh, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Um, that's acknowledged with our lips. But fundamentally, we are not thinking strategically at all about what this means for our embodied lives. And so, so Paul is really cautioning us here against this idea of Gnosticism or, this, or Platonism, where we make these radical distinctions between the spirit and the body. Paul says, no, if you, as you present yourself, this has a real flesh and blood context. And so he uses the word members to remind us that it's the faculties of our body, and, and this could be our mind, Okay, that's one of our members. It could be our tongues, our hands, our feet, um, our arms, um, everything about us. These are all the things that have to be marshaled um, and committed to the Lord because it is through our faculties, it's through our members that we either sin or we um, pursue righteousness. And Paul is saying um, when you present yourselves to God, you are in essence bringing every one of your members before God, and you are asking him by virtue of your union with him, what does honor and glory and allegiance and obedience look like for each of my members, okay? Um, what does this look like, Lord, for me to present myself, present my tongue to you? Um, it's, not, it's one thing to abstractly say, I want to want to honor you, God. It's quite another to say, I want to honor you, God, with my tongue when I come home and engage my children 
or I'm talking to my spouse, or I'm talking to my coworkers, or I'm engaging uh, the people in my community group. Ah, it's a whole other thing, right? Um, what does it mean to engage God with the members of our eyes? And so uh, a lot of times we can, we can sort of zone out at night and think, well, what we do with our eyes, what we watch is sort of immaterial. That's just dead zone. That's just numbing out. Well, in reality, God says, no, no, you to present your eyes before God, members of righteousness, and to say, God, what, what do you want me to look at tonight? Um, what, what does this mean for my Netflix account? What does this mean for the TV shows that I digest? What, how might you want me to use my eyes to honor you um, by what I read, okay? Or by what I meditate on. So, so you see how this works, right? And you can do this for all the members of your body, your mind, right? A lot of times we act as if our mind is our own, that we're not to be steward, good stewards of it before the Lord. It's kind of our zone to be who we want to be and nobody else knows. Well, well, God knows we want to present that member to him. And so what I would love for, for you to do this week is to begin thinking about this passage in light of your union with Christ, that you are to present your members. I am to present my members. And we are to ask God by virtue of our union with him, Jesus his Holy Spirit living in us to lead us and guide us and direct us into all truth and wisdom. Now, tons more that we can say about this. In fact, we will say more this Sunday um, at Four Oaks, um, because in the following excerpt from chapter six, Paul returns to this theme and fleshes it out in even more detail. Um, but I commended that to you and Maybe that's an encouragement for you today. All right, we'll be here, back here tomorrow, Thursday morning, bright and early, same time, same station. Let me pray. Lord, show us what it means for each of us to present our members to you as, as, as instruments, as tools, okay, of righteousness. Lord, we want to honor you. you. You died for us. You've united our hearts with yours, and we want to walk with you. We want to be obedient to you. We want to find our joy and freedom and liberty in you. And Lord, we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.